This is the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast. This is going to be the replay of Monday night show that we do live every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time over on Blab. If you want to join us for the next broadcast, it's going to be Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You can go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Blab to subscribe with your Twitter link, and then it'll notify you when the show goes live. So in this week's uh, live show, we talked about Facebook advertising. Uh, we talked the difference between the power editor, the ads manager, and the boosted post, what each one specifically does, how you can use the three different ones in three different ways, why you really need to use the power editor, and the benefits of doing that. So we had a great show, a lot of great interaction from the audience members with questions. If you want to ask us questions on this week's Monday Night Show, uh, I put the link earlier, smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab. Um, if you want to go to the website and listen to, or listen to, but get the show notes for this episode, you can get the link for that, sign up, and then you can come live uh, Monday night, ask us some questions. We want to teach you how to do social media and email marketing to really help you grow your business. Uh, we want to be the go-to resource for you to learn what's new and what's up to date. And that's why we do these live shows every Monday night, because that's when we can talk about updates or what's new and how you can use what's new and the updates to your benefit. Um, so go do that. Subscribe to the show over there on Blab. Uh, it'd be great. We have a special guest coming on for this Monday night show. Um, and if you need help, you know, go to the Smart Pizza Marketing website. We have courses on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook marketing, email marketing, or you can sign up for a 15-minute one-on-one chat with me. Uh, no selling involved. We'll just kind of go over your business, find the social networks that work best for you, and uh, we'll implement a plan for you and a content calendar for you to move forward and, uh, you know, use social media because you really need to start using social media. It's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. And the sooner you do it, the sooner you'll get better at it, start to grow your business, use social media to push people onto your email list. And then with email marketing, you can really convert those customers into sales more often rather than having to send out coupons all of the time. All right. So all that being said, let's just get right into this live episode, the replay of Monday night's Blab. And if you want to join us this Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern time over on Blab, subscribe at smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Blab. I am really excited about Facebook Live. Mike, I know you are a big Periscope guy. Are you still using Periscope? I use, I've slowed down with Periscope a little bit and I use, I'm using Snapchat a lot for video. Yeah. Uh, but I just, this weekend, after I sent out that, that uh, 52 week calendar, I uh, built one out for myself and it's largely going to be around video because I, I think video is where it's at. So I agree. I'm excited to learn along with everybody about how I might want to be thinking about Facebook Live to do some of that video versus some of the other places. Yeah, the thing I like about Facebook Live is um, it records it for you. And obviously Facebook is the largest social network. So what happens is when people follow you or your page, when you go live, at least right now, it notifies the people who follow you that you go live. So it mm -hmm. actually gives them a signal that says, hey, Mike Ganino just went live on his page. If you wanna check it out, go here. And then not only that, but it records the video for you and then it adds it to the top of the news feed because Facebook loves video. <laughs> um, you know, so if you put a video out, and I don't know if anybody's been playing with ads when it comes to text ads or video ads, but when you do a text ad, it's gonna be much more expensive to get someone to actually click to go to a landing page or your website than it is to someone to watch a video. You can get somebody to watch a video for uh, one or two cents per video view, hmm. which is really cheap. Um, it says I've been seeing Gary V go live a bunch. Pretty fun stuff. Yeah, he goes. He does. He does everything. I don't. I don't know how he finds the time to do all the stuff he does. I feel like I've been doing a lot, and it's not even close to the amount that uh, he does. <laughs> um, so, Mike, what do you think about Facebook Live? How are you going to use it, and 
what are your thoughts on that? Yes, I think um, I think part of what's so great about video is one, I think it's easier to create content. Uh, I think in the the amount of time that you could post, you know, a three minute video, nobody really wants to watch a super long video unless it's a a show like this or it's something uh, where they're coming to learn a long topic. But um, but I think, you know, the kinds of things that restaurants should be and could be posting it's probably faster to create than it is to do a blog post or do a newsletter around the same thing. And I love the way that you can get some instant feedback, which then right. says, hey, this is something interesting. Let me do more of this. It's hard to do that with email because if you sent an email out, sure, you can measure some of the clicks, you can do that, but it doesn't. it's hard to necessarily know where to go with something unless you're very crafty. Yeah. With Facebook Live, you can do a video and find out, ooh, people really like when I showed them the kitchen. People really liked when we did a little tour of the restaurant. People really liked getting behind the scenes of one of our uh, pre-shift meetings. So you could really get instant feedback that's interesting mm-hmm. in a way that you can't really get with with blogging or newsletters. Yeah. I think the thing that Periscope uh, is obviously, you know, it was Meerkat and Periscope, and then it was kind of Periscope took over once Twitter bought Periscope and is that was the way to go. And then Facebook came out with Facebook Live and YouTube actually has YouTube Live. I'm not sure if anybody's aware of that. But Facebook, I think, is gonna crush Periscope. I just think that there's too many people on on Periscope. Facebook has too big of a budget. They're gonna really do good stuff with it. And I like the feedback. You can see how many live viewers you have. You can have there's a chat box when you use your phone right next to it. You people can leave comments that you you can kind of you're not gonna be able to really comment back, but you can comment while you're doing your your live show mm-hmm. and you can interact that way. And I think it's good for pizzerias too, because it's mobile. If you want to show someone using a phone, it not only it's easier for the consumer to go back and watch that video later than it would be on a Periscope. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so if someone could watch you, if you go live today and you say, Hey, I'm going to show you how we make pizzas on a Friday night. Someone Sunday, Monday, Tuesday can watch that in your feed on Facebook. They don't have to, you don't have to use the, another third party app like catch record it and then put it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also great because if you do, as new people find you, uh, it'll be an interesting way for them to kind of speed up their discovery of what their relationship's gonna be like with you as a pizza place. If I can go on and watch like three or four videos, I'll immediately be like, oh, I know these people, I like these people. Yeah. Kind of seeing the same kind of photos you would see everywhere. Video allows you to have personality like no other format does. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Video is, you know, this text, I, there's three kind of ways that someone gets to know you through writing, through audio, and then through video. And I, video is definitely the quickest way to know, like, and trust somebody of the whole three. You know, when you write a blog, you're going to have to write hundreds, not hundreds, but tens of 20, 30 blog posts before someone kind of knows who you are and what your personality is like. Audio is a little bit easier than that, but they still don't see you. So it's kind of a little less personal. But with video, they can see you. They can hear you. They can see your emotion. They can see your mannerisms. And uh, it's like that no like, and trust factor. Plus, we're all mentally trained to watch TV. And when you see someone on TV, you kind of just have that feeling of they're like they're famous almost, even though they're just on TV. Well, and it's, it's also the same thing, right? If you were in your room and the lights were off and it was dark and you heard like a bump, what do you want to do? You want to turn on the lights so you can see it. Because right. if we see something, we think it's more real. Yeah, And I think that's why there's more television stars than there are radio stars. I mean, probably outside of Howard Stern and Ryan Seacrest, could we all name the same big radio stars? Maybe locally, but not nationally. No, Me you're here right. in LA and you in Boston, who could we name besides those two? No one. But TV stars, we could probably have a long list. And even that, like, you know, 
if you're out in public and you know you're doing videos you know someone might notice you and say hey you know that's the pizza shop down the street i know that guy he works at the pizza shop and it's instantly they know you whereas if you write a blog post or you're you know have photos on your instagram account they still don't really know who's behind that yeah yeah so that's a big deal so i think that's gonna be huge so for live video my tip for live video is you can't right now you have to go just go live you know you can write a post you have to use the apps uh page manager in order to do it so you go into you get your page manager you go to publish a post and then there's like a little guy that looks like he has rings over his head and then it'll ask you to put a short description you go live but what you can do is you can create an event so say you're going to go live at 8 p.m you create an event on your facebook page and then when you're ready to go live that event will pop up for people and then you go live right then so then they're automatically going to your facebook page because right now there's no way to schedule a live event hmm. so that's kind of a tip to go around it so say so you want to do all the action in the in the event is it to go back to your page is there a link back to your page at that yeah so you'd go like to you'd go back to your facebook page so usually in an event it'll ask you for a link whether it be like i sometimes i'll do an event for this blab and it'll be a, an event to the blab yeah. Or I'll put a description there, or you can be a place. Like sometimes it could be a live event. Um, but yeah. you just put it, you just put it in a, a link to your Facebook page. And then uh, at eight o'clock, people will go to your Facebook page and then there you are live. I'm so taking notes, quick... guys. I hope you're taking notes too. <laughs> I actually hit the record button on this. So this will be out in a recording. We'll repurpose this for the blog and on iTunes. So that'll be going out on that. This um, head spinning. That would be called syndication. Yeah. <laughs> if I could write, I would write blog posts, but I'm not a good writer, so I stick to audio and video. I actually, so um, what's funny is when I do write, even when I write like a keynote speech, I speak it and then I just transcribe it because I hate, I'm just not a natural writer, but I have no problem talking. So yeah, I, no, I'm the same way. My brain goes too quick. Yeah, yeah, same way. Um, excellent. So that's that. So that's live video. I'm curious to see, is anybody going to try to use live video or have you tried to use live video at this point? Did you even know it was available? So live video, uh, not that long ago, was the first time I had I did it with Facebook. Um, I was in Big Bear, which is a which is a um, camp like a, up in the mountains here in Southern California, and camping and that kind of thing. And so I did it on a helicopter ride. We were getting ready to go in a helicopter over like all the snow snow summits, and so we did it there. And it was really it was my first time. And I thought, well, helicopters interesting, so yeah. people will tune in for that. Um, <laughs> But yeah. And how'd it go? Did you have live viewers? Yeah. Yeah. Had live viewers. And, you know, it was fun because they could comment on something and I could respond back at right. that moment. Um, and then if you watched it later, it made sense what I was saying. Sometimes when you watch a Periscope later, you're like, what are they talking about? Right. When they do some of the audience thing, it's hard to keep up. But on Facebook, you can kind of look at the video and then see the comments. And it's like, oh, yeah, Lisa said that. And he responded. Right, so that, right. was, that was pretty fun. Um, and, then it, and then it has a second life, right? Because... Yeah. I did it then, and then people kept watching it. People kept commenting, even after it wasn't live anymore. Yeah, I like the fact that it stays on your Facebook page, so someone can go to your page and go back. And um, there's only one thing you can't you can't repurpose it. So if you take a video on your phone, there is a there is a way to repurpose it. There's another tip I have for you, but it's a little bit tricky. So if you log into your personal page, right? and you go to your business page, or if you're on a personal page. So many of these people who are watching this probably have a business page. So yep. log into Facebook as your personal page, and then go to your business page, but don't use your business page as your page. Does that make sense? And then pull, pull up the video, and then on the top, on your URL, you're gonna see 
Facebook, or something like that. What you want to do is delete that first part and then put M for mobile. And then that'll bring the video. It'll make your Facebook page on your desktop look just like it does on your mobile feed. And then what you do is you pull up that video, right click, and then you can save it. And then you can repurpose that video later. So that's how you get around that trick of not being able to repurpose a live video right now. That is very, that's, you, you've got all the tricks, dude. I just actually did that because I did the live video on Wednesday, the whiteboard live, <laughs> and I wanted to repurpose that video and I wanted to put it on the YouTube channel and I wanted to put it on the blog, but there was no way to do it. So I'm messing around with it. And then I found that little cool trick. So I actually can pull the video right off of Facebook live and now it's on YouTube. And then I put it actually on the homepage of smartpizzamarketing.com. So if you go to smartpizzamarketing.com, the homepage, there's a video on there, and that video is a Facebook Live that I've repurposed. Cool. I can actually, actually, you know what? I might even put it in right here. Check this out. Oh, maybe not. All right, so. Would you ever go back later and take one of the Facebook Live and promote it or use it in, in some other way to give it a bigger shelf life? Um, here's the thing. You can, but if you, what, go, if you guys go to smartpizzamarketing.com, and check out the video, you'll see that what happens with Facebook Live is you have to use, unless you have like a selfie stick or a stand, you're probably most likely putting it in your hand. Mm -hmm. And it, when you use it in your hand, it gets a little bit choppy, almost like you're, you, you're, uh, you, you know, you're doing a, a movie and it's like motion, motion. So I don't know if I'd repurpose that video because the video is not going to be a really good video as if Got you it. take a video with a camera or on your, your desktop like we are now, it's very stable and then you can repurpose that. If someone's going to go back and watch a video that's a sponsored ad and it's moving up and down, it might not be the best fit for you. If I was going to do that, you, I would definitely make sure that you get a stand and make sure that the video is stable and then repurpose it that way. Cool. I'm actually going to try to go into get that video and then put it in here. So you guys can kind of see, you can actually add that in here and you can kind of see what I'm talking about. Um, and it's interesting too. I mean, I think one of the great things about Facebook Live for, for so many of the folks here tonight is that it's a really easy way to get started. I mean, you take, it doesn't even have to be a super long video. Uh, it's a really easy way to get started. You don't have to worry about uh, blog writing or blog posting or letting it slow you down. You just, hey, something cool's happening. Grab your phone and, and start sharing it. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think that people get a little bit too afraid too. Like that's how you should do it because it's natural and people want to see your naturalness. You know, people will know that when they go back and they watch a video and there's lights, there's perfect light and then there's the perfect script and you're saying exactly the right thing and you're dressed just like it was. But when you do something live, they know it's live. So it doesn't have to be as scripted or as uh, planned out. You can kind of just kind of go live. And then the good thing about that is if say you do something live and then you know, there's something on there that you don't want to see, just go back and delete the video. You can just take it right off of the Facebook page. It doesn't have to stay there forever just because you um, went live and it's on your Facebook page. Now it's very easy to go back and just delete. I'm going to try something here, Mike, see if this. So this isn't going to be on the recording, but so this is actually the video from the Facebook live that I did the other day. See if everybody can see this. So on Monday show on. So then I put this back on YouTube. So this is so you can see it's kind of choppy. I'm actually using a. Um, but there was my daughter had a selfie stick. I'm actually using a selfie stick that I've 
planted on my table. So it's not as choppy as it would be, but you can kind of see it's still kind of choppy. It's not the perfect video that I would put out there for an ad. Got it. This is a repurposed video from Facebook Live that I put on YouTube. Very cool. That's kind of like what I like about Blab, too. You can kind of take that stuff and add it in here now with that new feature. <clears throat> All right, excellent. So let's move on to ads. What do you guys have questions? I want to see some questions. What do you guys have questions about ads? Are you using, when you do an ad, are you using the power editor, the ads manager, or the boosted post? I'd like to have a quick survey here to see what you guys are using when it comes to that. Or nothing at all. Maybe you're not even running ads right now. So for me, I've used ad manager and boosted posts, never power editor though. Okay. Uh, nothing right now. Never heard of the power editor. I have used boosted post. All right. Um, so the difference is, I'll go over the difference between all three of those. So what the boosted post is, is you place, an, you place a post on your Facebook page, and there's a button down the bottom right-hand corner that says boost post. Now, you can choose from three different options when you do that boosted post. You'll see people who like your page, uh, people who like your page and their friends, and then people who you had selected through saved audiences. Now, if people aren't using the power editor or the ads manager, they probably don't have any saved audiences. So you can do a very general audience on there, but you're not going to really get a big, a really deep, detailed one. That's the boosted post. The ads manager is the next step up where you can kind of go in, select your audience, but you can only have a certain amount of text, a picture, and then you'll have like a link, you'll have a description link, but it's all very much uh, text counted where you can't have more than, I think it's like 150 characters or something like that for the text. Um, what the power editor does is it allows you to create ads for your page that your page won't see. So it's really good for businesses say, you know, you're a local pizza shop and you want to get new customers. So you can go into the power editor, create a post. It could be as long a text as you want it to be. And then you could show that to people who don't like your page. So that would be really good for, you know, creating, say you want to give a free pizza to, I mean, not that you would give a free pizza, but say you want to give a free pizza to people who aren't your customers to get them to be your customers. You wouldn't want everybody on your Facebook page to know that you've given a free pizza to new customers because they'd be like, Hey, I like your page. Why aren't you giving me a free pizza? Um, so that's called a dark post. You can post it as your page, but your people who like your page don't see it. And that's a really good way to get new customers. So and even so, with the saved audience and ad manager, that could still go to people who already like you. You can, but the description is really short. That's what the ad manager Got doesn't it. allow you to do. The power editor, you can literally write a whole blog post in the power editor and, and publish that as an ad. Hmm. Whereas the ads manager is almost like on Twitter where you have a certain amount of characters that you got to kind of fit in your description got of it. your product and what you want to do. Got it. Um, so let me see if there's any questions here. I've been using boosted posts to run help wanted ads and getting decent results compared to Craigslist ad. Yeah. Boosted posts are good. Again, that's going to every, what happens with a boosted post too is like every time you place something on your page, the people who like your page have that chance of seeing it. So you don't want to keep hammering your page with ads, with ads, with ads, because eventually people will probably get annoyed with seeing help wanted ads when they just want to see what you have for pizza deals. Hmm. You know, what's funny too, though, is, is, you know, if we go back to the original thing and talk about video, one of the things I recommended a couple weeks ago when we did the episode on hiring and training was 
doing more interesting things than simply posting on Craigslist. And one of the ideas was doing some quick little videos about what it's like to work there and who you're looking for. And, and, uh, and so there's something interesting here with your Facebook audience probably has, like we're finding out from Dale here, has people who would be interested in working for you, or they might have children who'd be interested in working for you. What an interesting way to also put some video onto your site about like a day in the life of a worker at Mike's Pizza Place. Right. Yeah, no, I think that's a great idea. Tag someone here who you think should work with us. Yeah. I'm not saying don't use the boost. I'm just saying that open the opportunity up to use all three of those things. So that way you can really use the power of Facebook without hammering the people who like and, you know, your page and uh, often look at your stuff because if you if you, the only thing you do for ads is boost the post that means you have to uh, you have to post something on your page yep and then to boost it so you're going to be constantly boosting stuff and boosting stuff and boosting stuff with the power editor you can kind of go in through the back door and say hey i'm gonna you could do 20 ads today and then target who you want to see those ads hmm. Perfect. and then you can also use the power uh, someone says so how do you download the power editor? i think you have to go to the business you have to go to the business manager, so you have to set up a, a, man, a business manager's account, and then you can download the Power Editor. It's much easier than it was, you know, two years ago. In order to use the Power Editor, you had to have like a degree in technology <laughs> to use it. It was very, very difficult. But today, it's it's just much easier. <laughs> um, the other thing that I like about using the Power Editor is that you can create different audiences, obviously, but then you can also create custom audience pixels. Okay, so say you have a special page on your website. Now, Mike, you're you're obviously familiar with retargeting. Yep. Retargeting means like when you go to Amazon, uh, you look at microphones like we do all the time. Mike probably did recently because he got a microphone, right? I did. Um, And then you go to Facebook or you go to another website and you see that same microphone on that page from Amazon. You know, (laughs) and and you're like, wow, I just looked at that microphone on Amazon. They actually placed a cookie on your computer. They know you looked at that microphone, and they're going to follow you around the internet until you buy that microphone. So that's retargeting. So you can do that on your page too. And it's actually the cheapest way to run ads is through retargeting because Facebook wants people to stay on Facebook. They want people to use Facebook, keep coming back, so they don't want to annoy people with ads. So if you're looking for new customers – and you're trying to target ads to people who don't know you, Facebook's going to charge you a little bit more because they're going to say, hey, you don't know that person, and I don't want to annoy them. So the people who are interested, we're going to charge you a little bit more, so that way there's a little bit more of a cost to entry. When it comes to retargeting, Facebook knows that that person visited your website, so that cost per click is going to be much, much cheaper because Facebook knows they're interested in what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So with the power editor, you can create a custom pixel, place that on your website, say on your specials page, and then you can do a retargeting ad that's running all the time that says, hey, anybody who visits my specials page, I'm going to retarget and show them my weekly ads. And it's much, much cheaper than placing ads to people who don't know who you are. And again, it goes back to what we said, again, when I was talking about a hiring, which is largely should be thought of like an attraction model was high prices in advertising is what you pay when you don't have something interesting to somebody. You have to pay more money to get in front of them. Yeah, exactly. And you can also use it to, you know, do what Mike said. So create content so people go visit your hiring page, right? So say someone, you know, Mike Mike creates a video and wants to hire somebody, uh, creates a video of the atmosphere 
And through that video, there's a link that lands on his now hiring page where they can go read kind of the descriptions. If you retarget that page, you can constantly retarget people who have visited that page, whether it be recently or in the past, because you never know if someone visited that now hiring page a year ago and said, you know, they were looking for a job then, maybe they didn't fill out the application or the communication was lagging, they got a job somewhere else. You can retarget them a year later hmm. through retargeting and maybe they're interested in that. So it's hmm. a constant way to retarget those people who are, are, are visiting that page on a constant basis. Cool. Um, what kind of ads do you suggest that doesn't discount or bundle? Um, I think you should be, see my theory is you should be using Facebook ads, not as coupons. You should be using them to build engagement, to get that no like and trust factor up, and then to build those people and kind of move them towards your email list. That's my opinion. What do you think about that, Mike? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, obviously I don't know Richard Daddio Ames, uh, what exactly do, but if you have seasonal, seasonal products, if you have, um, if you have interesting ingredients, it's, it's the same thing of saying, why would someone be interested in you in the first place? And a lot of places, sometimes the only thing they have this interesting is, is a coupon. But right. I would say if that's not something you do, what is it that when new clients or new customers find you, why did they find you? And then take that and give that to other people so that you make it easy for them to find you. So I would say, look at your current customers. And when a new one comes in, what led them to find you in the first place? And then double down on that if you're going to do ads. Right. And I would add, add to that is when someone asks you, what makes you different than the place across the street? What do you say? Those are your ads. My your hope. response. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. When, uh, when you respond to that question of what makes you different, that's what you have to create content about. And that's what you place on your Facebook, on your Instagram, on your website, hmm. on your, and then those are what you create through videos and through ads. Yes. So when I post things like videos of making fresh dough, etc., Yeah. And I would uh, throw a little bit of your personality in there. So it's not just the fresh dough because a lot of places make fresh dough. It's about maybe you use a special kind of flour or you use a special San Marzano tomato sauce or, um, there's some proprietary ingredient that you use that's expensive that the guy down the street doesn't use. Maybe he uses frozen dough, and that's something that you want to really suggest that makes you different, makes you stand out. Maybe it's the way that your delivery drivers dress. Maybe it's the way that you answer the phone. It could be so many different things that you do differently that makes you a better place to, for people to spend their money at. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that's what I think about that. Um, so any questions about the Power Editor? I know the power editor is really confusing to people who are just getting started, but I mean, it's something that you could really play around with. And the cool thing about the power editor is you can create posts that nobody sees that you can kind of just mess around with. Hmm. And if the more posts you create um, just to get the feel for how it works, and then you can kind of go back in there later and, and create an ad for it. So it's not something that um, you can create a post. Like if you create a post on your page and you hit publish, they see that right away unless you go delete it. Hmm. So, the power editor. so on yeah. ads, since we're talking about ads, what do you, how do you usually, when you work with a client and you're talking and obviously there's a lot of different things that are involved in that strategy. Yeah. But if you were to say like, Hey, here's what I think a good budget is like a daily budget for Facebook, okay. um, depending on your sales, what is your, how do you usually say, Hey, this is a good amount. It usually goes by how many people you want to get in front of. 
Um, so you don't need to spend a lot of money. You can spend five or $10 a day, but do that three or four days a week. So you don't have to do it every single day. And I don't know if you're aware, but the good thing about that, uh, there's two different things to there's per day budget and then there's a lifetime budget. So say you wanted to do a hundred dollars a month, you go in there and for the month of April, you can put, I want to spend $100. But you don't necessarily want your ads to show at three o'clock in the morning because, you know, for two reasons. Who's going to, you're probably not open at three o'clock in the morning. And usually people who are on Facebook at three o'clock in the morning aren't usually in the right frame of mind for you to be getting their email or placing their order anyway. Although maybe they're, really, they're hungry. Yeah, but if you're not open, yeah, maybe. You never know. But try it out. You never know. Try an ad. But with the lifetime budget, you can place your ad at specific times. So you can say, hey, I want this ad to be placed Monday through Friday from about 11 to four. And I want to spend $50 for the month of April. And then Facebook will only show that particular ad from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. So you're getting it exactly when you want to have it placed. So you can kind of use your budget that way. You don't have to say, I'm going to spend $5 today and it's a 24 hour cycle. That's what I usually suggest for people, you know, um, come up with an ad, See how it works. And people always ask me, you know, what should I place for ads? I say, go through your feed on your Facebook page and see what resonated the best with people. And then either come up with something similar to that, or you can go back to an ad that you or a post that you posted six months ago and use that as an ad. Hmm. You know, so if you place an ad six months ago and it did tremendously well, go into the power editor and select that post and then start promoting it. And then people on your page won't see it again. It'll only be seen to people who you select through the targeting. That's great. Um, so yeah, you don't have to spend a lot of money. Uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You could spend, you know, I'd suggest that if you really have a good business, you know, and you can afford to spend 25, maybe $50 a week is a, is a really good, $50 a week is a good budget. You can get a lot of eyeballs on your stuff for not a tremendous amount of money. Now, $50 a week might be expensive to some people. I'm not sure what their budgets are for marketing, but I know that if you're gonna mail out, if you're gonna mail out 100, coup 100 postcards, that's gonna cost you $50 at least. And you're only- it, Go ahead, sorry. And you're only, you know, you're only getting to 100 people. Well, and one of the things I like about, about being able to do it this way versus the post, a postcard, if you literally send a postcard that's like, hey, we love, we make special dough and we use great tomatoes. That's a weird postcard to get like, <laughs> postcard. That's not that weird to see on Facebook. So it's a way for you to, to, uh, story tell a little bit about your brand that isn't weird to people. Because I, again, yeah. I think if you sent a card to me and that's what it said, I'd be like, what is, I would expect there's a second card coming. Like, Ooh, I'm going to get another one next week that tells me about the cheese. And then right. I'm going to get another one the next week. And then finally I'll get a coupon or something. But on Facebook, uh, yeah, no, you're right. As a matter of fact, it's the total opposite. If you were right. going to go on Facebook and you were to say, hey, this coupon, you get $2 off your next order, people aren't on Facebook for that reason. So that's weird. Whereas right. if it's a video of you showing how you make the dough, that's normal. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <clears throat> Someone just said, I just joined. I hope this hasn't been covered. What is the difference between boosting a post and running an ad? And why one over the other? Okay, so we did cover that, but I'll refresh real quick. So a boosted post is you place a, a post on your page, you hit the boost button. There's a very select criteria for who you can target to. An ad is something that you can create. You can either create it for people to see on your page or not to see, but the targeting is much, much, much greater. 
and much more focused than you would on a boosted post. So I would suggest you boost a post. Here's how I would use the three different things. I would use the boosted post to, if you're gonna put something on your page, boost it for two or $3, see how it performs. If it performs really well, then I would go in and create an ad based around that. If it doesn't perform well, I wouldn't waste any money on that. Mm, that's great. And then, yeah, so that's that's what I usually do. So hey, see how your see how your posts, your normal posts, are performing. And then if they perform well, I would use those for ads. If they're not performing well, I would forget them, and then move to the next one and try something new. Because you can spend a lot of money quick on not a lot of results if you're just going to create ads just to create ads. I wouldn't test uh, my ads or my copywriting skills with money. I would test it for free first, and then if it works, then I would spend money on it. That's awesome. um, so hopefully that answers your question. Thank you so much. Anybody else have any questions here? Uh, wow. It says, fine folk pizza. We spend about 600 a month. We see a huge difference on Fridays when we promote versus when we don't. Facebook and Yelp are a big part of our advertising budgets. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, I've never, I haven't done too much with Yelp advertising. I've had a few people ask me about that, but I haven't done uh, too much with that. Um, but I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised that you see a huge jump in uh, your business when you use Facebook ads. Well, that's one of the things I was going to say. I was talking recently with someone about, I think I might've even been here um, about triggers and thinking through triggers. So like, just like, like Bruce was saying, it's 3 a.m. If you're not open, don't spend your money on serving ads to people during the time frame. And the same way that like, if you know, like fine folk pizza, that, hey, Friday night is the trigger night. That's the night people are thinking pizza and that's the night they come in. Certainly you can spend a little money to get people in on Tuesday. Uh, but if you can handle the extra volume on Friday, then ride the wave. Don't don't create the new wave because the likelihood that you're going to really convince everybody Tuesday's pizza night, uh, maybe you'll get a little bit, but you're going to spend the same amount of money either way. Yeah. So leverage that on the most, uh, the best use of your, your money, which is take, use the trigger for Friday night is pizza night. Use that trigger to just get more people getting pizza from you versus trying to convince people that they should get pizza on Tuesday. It's one of those things of like, don't try to convert people, just preach to the converted. Right. No, I agree. There's an old saying that says fish when the fish are biting, not when they're not. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great point. And I, I try to tell people that you should use your email list to get people to order on the days that they normally don't, not money advertising on Facebook. That's great advice. You should write yeah. that down if you didn't write that down. Yeah. We should give him a little tap there and give, no, some, give me some give me some love here. If you um, push on the screen, we get love. Yeah. Six hundred dollars is a really large budget for pay Facebook ads though. Um so I'm not surprised that you're seeing good results because I think that's a uh, that's a good healthy budget. Um, are you fine folk pizza? Are you doing any other advertising, or is that the majority of your advertising? I'm curious to see if you're using postcards or you're using mailers or uh, any of that other stuff. Because I also get questions like, okay, I use the Mail Shark. I'm going to throw them out there because that's a, uh, a well known name, and I have a lot of people who use the mail shark and they say, I'm going to stop doing the mail shark and I'm going to go all in on Facebook advertising. And I'm going to say, Whoa, wait a second. Does mail shark work for you? It's different if it's working for you. If, if something works for you, don't stop doing it to do something else, you know, <laughs> test out that other thing and then go all in on what's working. Don't stop it. Cause you think this is the way that it's going to go. You know, keep doing what you're doing. That's working. Stop doing the stuff that doesn't work 
and then test out other stuff and test out on a small scale to see what works and then double down on that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's like what the same I, way yeah. the same thing and that same thing applies if you're using Instagram or you're using Twitter and you're trying to do hashtags while it's cute to come up with a bunch of your own hashtags like <laughs> yeah. it's pizza night here in our town and everybody loves pepperoni those are great funny hashtags but you want to take advantage of the ones that actually exist even though they may seem boring yeah. um, because that's where people are and so you want to you want to use the you want to ride the trend and not necessarily try to create the trend yeah, no, totally. You want to use like hashtag surfing. You want the hashtags that are most getting talked about. You hop on that bandwagon and throw your hashtag and you can add your own cute ones after that. Right. Uh, but think about pizza. Yeah. The thing about hashtags is when you're creating that hashtag on Instagram, you can kind of see how many people are talking about that particular hashtag before you add to your post. Yeah. Now, Here's another thing. Don't use hashtags on Facebook. I don't know if anybody's doing that anymore, but uh, that's kind of like a, that's a, that's an old school thing. I wouldn't suggest you do that anymore. Um, also, all right, I'm so. curious too, a fine folk, if you're still there, um, if you're using email as well, because I know you guys are in, you guys are in Fort Myer, Florida, uh, which I don't know a whole lot about the audience there, but I wonder also if, um, if email is working for you and you're doing that at all. Yeah, I think you should be if you're not. I think that you should use social media as a way to get people onto your email list. Mm -hmm. Because you can, you know, I hear people all the time say, oh, I have 8,000 people on my Facebook page. Great. You go to the grocery store and you say, the lady says to you, hey, that's $75. And you're like, hey, but I have 8,000 people on my Facebook page. And she's going to be like, that's freaking awesome, but you still owe me $75. Because the Facebook page doesn't necessarily translate into customers unless you pay Facebook money. With your email list, for a small amount of money, you can send emails whenever you feel like sending emails. You know, I always tell people when they always say, "When should I send emails?" And I say, "When do you feel like making money?" <laughs> That's when you should send emails. And yeah, you're gonna get some unsubscribes, but it's just it's just part of the business. You know, not everybody's gonna sign up for your list with the intention of staying on that list for eternity. Well, and that's the funny thing is, and we talked about this last week, we should redo the email. We said we're going to redo it in like five weeks or something. So we have it recorded. But we, um, one of the things about happens is we're like, oh, I don't want to email them because they'll get off the list. Then who cares if they're on the list in the first place? Right. Like, yeah. We said, we said the same thing. Like if they're going to, um, great. Cause you usually pay for your email provider based on how many right. subscribers you have. So right. if you send yeah. out a list to a thousand people and 10 people unsubscribe, they technically just saved you some money because you're going to drop below that criteria. And you're not going to have to pay that for that bigger list. Plus, if someone's unsubscribed, they're never going to be a customer of yours anyway. Why waste time communicating? And people are obsessed, obsessed with how big their list is. It's amazing to me of people who, and I deal with it all the time because when I try to get these marketers to come on the show, they're always like, hey, how big is your email list? And I'm like, why does that matter? I would rather have 100 people who communicate all the time than 1,000 people and you never hear from any of them. Yeah, it's not the size that matters. It's how you use right. it. Right. Ask Donald Trump. That applies That applies for pepperoni, too, for all you pizza places. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I think that you should use social media to get people onto your email list. And then through your email list is where you should be selling with your more. That's where you could be more targeted with your, your sales pitches through that. You know, there's other things too. There's so many things with Facebook ads. I mean, we could literally sit here for four hours talking about all the features 
that Facebook has because there's also something called Facebook lead ads, which is you can create an offer and all they have to do is hit subscribe and they're automatically added to your email list. And they don't even have to go anywhere. Um, that's also a feature in the ads manager. You know, you'll see in the beginning, you'll have to select what kind of ad you want to, you want to place. And then you kind of go through that. That's another way to get some, uh, build your email list. Um, so any questions? It's almost, I can't believe it's been 50 minutes already. It's probably been like 45 minutes actually. By the that, time, uh, yeah. By the time we had some, uh, tech issues, but any I'm questions before the wall. So I'm going to plug it in while you take questions. Yeah. yeah. If you have any questions, uh, about, Facebook ads or anything that we didn't cover or any question you have, um, throw it in the comment section here and uh, we'll answer it before we wrap things up for tonight. Um, thank you guys, Fine Folk Pizza. Thanks for coming. I know you've been trying to get on for a couple of weeks. So we kind of sent messages back and forth. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, you just opened in October. We should do, yeah, you should do email. I think that uh, throw an opt-in on your website, uh, play, create a really quick offer just to, to build your email list. And then maybe that $600 that you spend on Facebook ads can drop down a little bit. And uh, you can create more content through email to get people to off order on Fridays and Saturdays. And then not as much money will have to be spent on Facebook. So I think that's a really good way to do that. Um, what else do we have here? Do you suggest using Facebook landing or squeeze page to catch that email address? Um, so... Your question would be, do I, can you elaborate on that question a little bit? Do you suggest using a Facebook landing or a squeeze page to catch that email address? Did you mean like Facebook, oh, Facebook leads? I don't, see, if I was, I would try to create content and push people to, it all depends on how much that cost per click is going to cost them. Because sometimes in my experience, when you try to gather emails from Facebook, it's the email that they set up their account with. So it might not be their email that they use all the time. So it might not be their best email. Whereas if you're trying to, if you place an ad and you get somebody to take action, which means they saw your, your ad, they clicked on it to go to your website, they're probably going to give you a pretty good email. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said in like psychology of like influence and once we've done something, we're more committed to it, right? Because it's like, yeah. well, I made a little bit of effort. So the clicking on something on Facebook is really easy. And it's like, eh, whatever, I don't want this thing. Versus if I give you my email address because I want something from you, there's a little bit more commitment there. Yeah. No, I agree too. And, and when you say to a restaurant owner, you say, hey, create a landing page um, to get someone to opt in. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, creating a landing page. They think they have to, they, well, not, they think, they're not, we're not, we're not tech guys. We're, you know, we're restaurant people. So they are looking at it like, all right, now I got to create a landing page and then I have to call my t web guy. I have to email him how to do that. And then I'm going to go back and forth with 22 emails back and forth to get it right. And by the time I get it set up, you're three months down the road. But there's a cool tool called Lead Pages. I'm not sure if anybody's familiar with that. Are you familiar with that, Mike? Yeah. yeah. Lead Pages, super simple tool. I think it's like $30 a month for the minimum one. Um, and if you use WordPress for your website, you can just integrate that super easily, create quick landing pages, gather people's emails. You can do it yourself. It's like plug and play. You don't even need a tech background to use it. All you need to do is sign up and, uh, you know, pay the 30 bucks a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can, you can be set up really, really, really quickly. Do you use Facebook to warm up leads with ads before pitching them? 
Um, you know, I don't, I don't usually pitch too much on Facebook. You know, I try to get people to go to my website and then from my website, I get people to you set up your website to get people to kind of do what you want them to do once they get to your website. But that's how I use that. I don't think you should sell on Facebook with the intention of getting them on your email list. You should just put stuff on your Facebook page to get them to move towards your website. And then on your website, you should be doing the stuff with pop-ups or opt-ins or offers that are interesting to the people that went to your website because they went to your website for a reason. So they obviously want to see something from you rather than, you know, aggravating nine people out of 10 on Facebook that probably don't want to see what you're offering, um, but you're offering it anyway. Well, then it gives you a chance too to look and see. You can see from the ads like how many people actually clicked over to your site if you did a Facebook ad to get them to go to the site. You can see how many clicked on it, and then you can look and say, okay, so this many people clicked on it, but I didn't get that many email addresses, so there's something broken there. I need to do some work on my on the copy on the page or what I'm offering them. Yeah. Um, you know, so it gives you some some intelligence to help you make decisions. Yeah, totally. And if you use something like lead pages, like Dale put the lead the link in there for lead pages. If you use something like lead pages, you can see those analytics too. Um, so you'll see how many people went to the website and then how many people actually subscribe. So you might have had 100 people visit that landing page, but only two people opted in, which means you had a 2% rate. Now, obviously, a 2% rate is not very good. So you have to tweak the copy on there or put a different picture or do something different to make it more appealing. And one of the things that's great about lead pages is you don't really have to, you can look and just see like, based on the kind of thing I'm going to do, what are the highest converting pages? And they tell you this one, this one, this one, and they rank them for you. So it makes it really easy for you to decide uh, which type of page would I do. You don't really have to know anything about it. You could kind of just borrow from all of their, you know, hundreds of thousands of clients who are, who are getting, uh, getting details. Yeah. They, they have millions of customers that, you know, they have millions of opt-ins and, you know, they're really, um, will tell you, hey, don't move, use this opt-in, don't mess with it. <laughs> you know, we know what we're doing, you don't. You know, this has this percentage of opt-in, don't mess with it. Um, right. That's another thing that I didn't mention that you can do with uh, with Ads Manager is, and I suggest you do that, is when you place an ad, put, you can do up to six different images mm. for one ad. So put different images in there and Facebook will, place the best performing image in front of people the most. So say you have, you know, you want to do a pizza special and you have a few different images you want to use to get people's attention, put four or five images in there. Don't just use one and then see which one performs the best. And then Facebook will put that in front of the audience that the one that's performing the best will do it automatically for you. I'm getting a couple messages. Yeah. Yep. I prefer video performs. Yeah. Video is much cheaper. I would suggest if you're going to do ads, I would do not ads. Yeah, if you're gonna boost stuff, I would do video because it's much much cheaper than than text. It's much harder to get someone to read and then click on something to go somewhere else than it is just to watch the video. Mm -hmm. But just remember that you have their attention, so you know be interesting in the video. Don't do boring videos because then people will know that you're boring and they won't watch it anymore. <laughs> well, All right, so exciting, and the thing is that people get so scared when the camera turns on and they get awkward and uncomfortable. They don't know where to look and all this thing. So yeah. uh, practice in videos to upheaval, like text your, text your husband, text your wife, text your kids, text your mom, but send each other video just so you get over being uncomfortable on camera. Yeah. I was like that in the beginning. I'm very not, I'm, I'm very not comfortable in front of the camera, believe it or not. And uh, I'm just not very comfortable in front of it. I don't like doing it, but you know what? It's the way that people like to consume info is the way that you have to 
make the info. You can't not do video or not do audio because you don't like to do it. You have to, and then expect the same results, you know? You might not wanna do video, you might not wanna do audio, and you just wanna write a blog, but you know, that your blog might not be all that it could be if you, unless you add video and audio. So it's all about what you expect out of that. And don't be on it. Like if you're like, hey, I'm really awkward, I'm not the best person to do it, then don't be on it. Put other people on it. Go yeah. into your kitchen and have people show that one of the new pizzas they're making or somebody earlier said, I wanna show what it's like on a crazy night when we have you know 300 or 400 checks. Go show that and then have somebody else from your team narrate it and be like, hey, it's Mike here and we're at, we're at Dale's Pizza Place and it's so busy. Friday's our busiest night of the week. We make over 300 pizzas. And so we wanna show you what that's like really quick. You got a second, come on over. Yeah. And yeah. let them do it. You know, you I think that's a person. Yeah, that's a great point. I think so. uh, Jer- Jerika said, you know, the old trick, imagine your audience nude if you're shy. I that, that is an old trick. I think you should, I think, Mike, you might have mentioned this before when we were talking about video, is when you're making a video is pretend like you're talking to one person. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think people get overwhelmed. They're like, oh, oh you know, I, I might get 100 people to watch this video or, uh, or however you you feel of watching it and then that overwhelms them because they feel like all those eyeballs are on it but yeah. if you turn that around like mike said and said hey just mike's watching this video is just to mike and the other thing that happens is you start to do all these things that that are that don't relate right because i'm assuming that if you're watching this right now you're probably by yourself watching this am i right so yeah, you're watching myself. this alone but if i were to say hey you guys hey everybody there there isn't everybody it's just one person on the other side right. so if you just look at the camera and are like Oh, you know, hey, what's up? It's it's great to see. You. Thanks for coming back. We wanted to show you what it's like on a busy Friday night. So come to the kitchen with us. That's yeah. so it's so much more genuine because you're just talking to one person, which is probably the reality. Most people are not watching your Facebook page on their TV screen in their living room with their friends. It's no, on my phone weird. alone. Yeah. It's like the same thing you should do with your email. That's why we mentioned in the last show when we did email marketing is make it personal to that one person because it is to that one person. Even though you may be sending a mass email and it's going to a thousand people, only one person is reading that email at a time. Right. Same with that video. So, all right, it's nine o'clock. We've been here for about 50 minutes. Let's wrap it up. Any questions before we go? We'll give you two seconds to throw your question in there for us about Facebook ads, uh, Facebook Live. If you have any questions for Mike, um, follow Mike on Snapchat, by the way. If you want to find someone who does a great job doing video, very comfortable in front of the camera. Um, what's your Snapchat, Mike Ganino? Yeah, it's just Mike Ganino. Everywhere you can find me, Mike Ganino, it's easy. All right, so just Google. Is there any other Mike Ganino? If you Googled Mike Ganino, does anybody else come up? Yeah, I think I probably have the best SEO. Um, but yeah, there's others. There's one guy who's like the, the he was like the president of the AFL-CIO running the Postal Union or something like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think I have pretty good SEO on my name. So yeah. it's probably- there's like, a, there's like a Bruce Irving that does from this old house- <laughs> there's like the producer, he's like a realtor, and then there's like a musician. There's like more Bruce than you'd think there would be. Interesting. Um, do ads on Facebook work? Yes, they do. Depends on if you're a good copywriter or not. If you have shitty copywriting, they will not work. If, you if, good- you, if you're stuck thinking about what to post, whether you're thinking of what kind of ad post or anything, that's what one of the things I did last week. We talked about email last week, and I gave these 52 ideas of, um, of what you should post about. But that actually, I was thinking about it this week when I sent it out. That works not only for 
um, emails. It works for blogging. If you're going to write one blog a week, if you're going to do one video a week, it also yeah. works for that. There's 52 ideas. So if you want that here, I'll put it in here. If you want that, uh, it's just a quick little guide that tells you what you could be doing. Um, super easy. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, I think you should be doing a couple videos a week, in my opinion, um, yep. one, a couple emails a week and a few mess around with some Facebook ads, you know, mess around with some, uh, dark posts, some boosted ads. And then again, when you're going to do your ads, you know, put posts on your page and see how they perform. And the ones that perform well after 24 to 48 hours, those are the ones that you should go back and use as ads. And the ones that don't, don't waste any money on it. And that's kind of how you should go for that. This will be on replay because I did record it. So yes, it will be on replay. Um, great landing page. Uh, what's oh, that? that was I oh yeah, yeah. Like Mike's got a nice landing page. Um, also, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com if you have any questions about uh, marketing, social media marketing. Um, I'm offering to you know a 15 minute free social media Ooh. strategy session if you want to hop on a call with me. I'll go over your no selling. I'll just go over your stuff. Um, give you some ideas on what you can do and some tips and some pointers. Um, also, if you know anybody looking to hire or train or want a speaker, Mike's great for that. He's a professional speaker. Follow him on Snapchat at Mike Ganino. Adam has a friend. Does some great stuff on there um, for that. Any links for the – thank you. Thank you, John. And nobody wanted to hop in with us here this week, Mike. No. Jerico, any links for what? For the strategy session or the Mike's tips or your page? Yeah, you can go to smart. I'll put it in here, smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can. That's a that's a landing page that I have set up on the main page. It's called a welcome gate. So if you're not familiar with that, what that is, I'm a really bad typer. I just realized. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a welcome gate. So what I have on my homepage set up is you go to the homepage. It's a welcome page, and it's exactly what I want you to do. And at the top, there's links to go move towards the rest of the website. So if you have a website on your pizza shop, I suggest that you do that, you know, have a welcome gate, make it your homepage, the opt-in, and then let them navigate from there. Hmm. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Mike, for joining us tonight. I recorded it. So in the next few days, we'll be uh, releasing this on iTunes and on the website, smartpizzamarketing.com, probably forward slash Facebook or something like that. Um, but I'll email I'll email you guys out a list for the link and put it on all of the social networks. Um, quick question: We did a email marketing show last week that we didn't record. Would you guys like us to redo that in the future? Yes or no? Yes. Thanks, Drew. Fun to chat with you. Yes. Yep. All right. Yes. All right. Yes. All right. We'll have to redo that. Maybe we'll do that in a. <laughs> next week or something um that was a really good show my fear for that show is that we're going to try to recreate it and it won't be as good it was our best it was this one was pretty good too though we're getting better but that one was yeah. really good and i, was I feel like this is a lot of info and like we could literally i could literally talk about facebook ads for four hours and i feel bad that uh we went i kind of went on and on and on and there's still so much that we didn't cover but you know what anybody has any questions my email address is bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com Shoot me an email. I'll, I'll answer any question you have. Um, no problem at all. All right, so Mike, looks like we're doing an email marketing show pretty soon. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, we'll do this part two. Maybe in like three weeks we'll do this part two. Um, we did a hiring and training show, but we didn't get into too much of training. 
We didn't make it that far. No, all we did was hire. So maybe next week we'll do training. The week after that we'll do email. And then the week after that we'll do Facebook. Maybe we'll do it in advanced Facebook marketing course. I love it. All right. So thank you guys. It's my presence. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks, Dale. Um, Yeah, we'll do this in part two in a couple weeks. Give Mike some props before we go. Thanks for joining me. That's my self-esteem or these these little hands are my self-esteem. So. Yeah, last week we had last week we had a lot more. Yeah, we had like fifteen hundred. I know. Last week was we nailed the show. It was pretty good. So, all right, thank you guys for joining. I'm going to stop the recording right now. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to that. Hope you got some great information out of that. If you have any questions, uh, always shoot me an email, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Also, go to the website where you can get tons more information on everything we mentioned in this episode. You can even sign up for the Facebook course that we have going on or the mastermind. You know, we want to bring you everything to do with marketing and help you grow your business and help you learn how to do it and not have to have somebody else do it for you. But we are here if you want somebody to do it for you. So whichever you prefer to do, we want to teach you so you can do it on your own. Uh, But if you want to have us do it for you, we can do that too. So head over to the Smart Pizza Marketing website for that. Um, We do all that with our courses, the podcast, the blog posts, the mastermind groups, the live broadcasts, you know, tons of information over there. Sign up for the email list so you get notified when we're doing all these great stuff and Um, You know, there's tons of great stuff and free information on there for you to use to help you uh, grow your business. And it's really for anybody out there. It's not just for people in the pizza business. It's, you know, if you have a barbershop or a real estate agent or a plumber, you can use the tactics that we teach in any business. We just use it through the lens of a pizzeria. So hopefully that helps. If you need any help from me, you know the email address and uh, subscribe to next week's show. We have a special guest coming on. And uh, the mastermind group is actually going to be opening up too. So just go over to smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can find all that info. And you know what? If you could give me, me a review on iTunes, that would be awesome. I haven't asked for a review very long. We've gotten some great reviews. Maybe on the next podcast episode, I'll give some shout outs to anybody who does give me a review. So leave your name and your business and uh, I'll give you a shout out. Just go to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash iTunes to leave me one of those reviews. I really appreciate it. And we'll see you guys next week on the live show and the podcast.